This is a story about a girl named Molly Goes around up the trolley Drinks cider and a dolly She can't get over you There's nothing that she will do Now she's off sniffing glue So, we're here again with Jack. Say hi, Jack. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and this time, we're going to talk about more geeky type things. Um, that main makes topic. Main topic, time travel sandwiches. <laughs> it, it was brought up last time I was on the show. Yeah. And God damn it, we're going to follow through with that promise. And specifically time travel sandwiches, not just Absolutely. time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And how that came about, I should probably explain to people. Um, when I go, when I get ready to do Skype interviews and whatever, I always just make notes in my email and then send it to myself so it's easy to have and I keep track. And I had in my notes time travel and then the next line was sandwiches. And when I looked at the preview for it on my phone, it had word wrapped it around, so it said time travel sandwiches, and I thought that was a pretty awesome topic in ex- in itself. So time travel sandwiches, it became. <laughs> so time travel sandwiches. Um, I mean that that would be quite a useful power to have to like yeah. turn back time on a sandwich. Like you've left it out too long, it's kind of got a bit of mold on it, it's going a bit green and furry. You're just like, no, fuck you, time travel sandwich. And it goes, whoop, <laughs> and it's all back. It's nice and fresh and delicious. That's, I love that's... sandwiches. <laughs> exactly. You can't go wrong with a good sandwich. I had my first ever PB&J sandwich the other day. Nice. How did you go that long without having it? Because it's not a, really a thing here in England. Weird. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not usually a... a I, I don't mix my foods very much. Like, if I'm eating a meal i tend to eat each section not literally separately but i will you know eat the carrots first then the beans then this then that then that and i don't tend to like pile things up on my fork or whatever do you have like one of those little plates they have for kids that divides it all into little sections (laughs) in my in my brain i do yeah that's how my brain works yeah nothing touches anything else (laughs) i'm I'm still eating with my little plastic pokemon plates from my, my childhood um but yeah and I mean, my parents have always, like, mixed their cereals and stuff. Like, you'd have, like, a layer of cornflakes and then, like, shredded wheats or whatever and then something else and then put sugar on top. And I've always been just one thing in the bowl. I'm done. And that's how I feel about my sandwiches a lot of the time as well. But then I would regularly eat a cheese and something sandwich or something like that. And it never really occurred to me that that's mixing things. Yeah. And somebody, uh, an American friend of mine on Twitter, was like, you've never had pb and j before what are you doing like, okay fine i'll go and try it then i specifically went out down to my the the supermarket down the road and got peanut butter i got some jam and not jelly or jello whatever yeah. the fuck jam god damn it um put it in a sandwich and had it for for lunch and it was it was delicious was it the best thing ever no definitely not <laughs> it wasn't People keep telling me it's the best thing ever, and there's there's some real weird like almost a fetish for it in America, and I don't quite understand what it is. What kind and of jam did you have? A strawberry. Okay, so that's a good one. You don't want to Appar- get like weird jam or like marmalade or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apparently, it's supposed to be grape jelly. See, no, which, which is a thing <laughs> I have never heard of. Is grape jam which is what it would be called here in England. Yeah. I've never seen grape jam in my life. And apparently that's a big thing in America is grape jelly and peanut butter. 
See, I that think makes... that's gross. I, I prefer yeah. like strawberry or raspberry. Fuck yeah, much better. Those are better. And and jam, not jelly. <laughs> I don't know the difference, but there is a difference. I, I had this debate with the same person, <laughs> funnily enough. Uh, my friend Mike, shout out to you, Mike, if you're listening. Um, he, I found out that I think it's jam is kind of more got like chunks of fruit in it with the seeds and stuff or cat can do and american jelly is like really smooth and pure and like kind of a more processed it's been more sort of mushed up and it's super smooth it's kind of the difference between crunchy and smooth peanut butter yeah that makes kind sense, of because i've seen jelly and it looks like it's, it looks like jello it yeah it's completely clear but it's yeah. a it's a spreadable kind of mush yeah. Rather, rather than Jello, which is the solid gelatin thing, uh, whereas yeah. jam is a <laughs> generic term for all those spreadable fruit preserves that we have, and we also have marmalade and a few other kinds of things. But we, whether it's we have, you know, jam with seeds or jam without seeds, we don't. We in the same way that we have crunchy and smooth peanut butter, we kind of all call it one thing, and then just decide whether you want chunks or not, basically. Yeah, see, here I think like jam too. I always think of like the strawberry or raspberry ones with the seeds in it. And that's jam. And then I guess jelly is like the like jello type. Yeah, super thing. smooth <laughs> stuff. But yeah, I'd say that specifically peanut butter and jam, not jelly. Weird thing that me and my friend have always done since we were kids peanut butter and pickles. Okay, that's fucked up. <laughs> and I know everyone's like, you mean peanut butter and bananas? And I'm like, no, peanut butter and pickles. Pe- specifically pickles. And like like garlic pickles. <laughs> garlic pickles. <laughs> On peanut butter. Yeah. What What the fuck? Mandy? And like, the fuck? me and her are the only ones I've known that have ever eaten. <laughs> yeah, for a reason. <laughs> it's good though. No, it's not. It's evil. But you that's haven't the, tried it. It's the devil's food. You haven't tried it. I don't. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of pickles in general. So, how can you not be a fan of pickles? Because <laughs> because it's just I don't know. I'm, I, Do you like I'm, cucumbers? They're right. Well, they're just like they're just smaller cucumbers <laughs> and <But> garlic. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but super soured and gross. And then you mix that with on a sandwich with peanut butter. It's one of the weirdest sandwiches I've ever heard of. It's good. And, that, I, and, I, and my other favorite sandwich is spaghetti uh-oh. sandwiches. What the fuck, dude? Spaghetti sandwiches. You take leftover spaghetti and you put it I in I understand toast. the concept. <laughs> and I understand, I understand physically how you put some spaghetti, <laughs> but that's like starch between starch with yeah. some extra starch. Yeah. With some tomato sauce on there. I'll make a sandwich out of anything. I've made sandwiches out of like turkey stuffing and put it in bread see stu- stuffing sandwich i can totally get with but that's that the same thing it's that... bread and bread <laughs> well i suppose so but it's got other ingredients and stuff so does spaghetti it's noodles hardly <laughs> spaghetti leftover spaghetti sandwiches are really good i will take your word for it <laughs> well what sandwiches do you eat because you don't eat meat that's true you don't eat meat sandwiches do you just eat, like, lettuce sandwiches? Yes, that's how us vegetarians exist. Yeah. <laughs> we just eat lettuce sandwiches, yeah. Can I get a BLT? Hold the tea. Hold or the no, B the, hold and the, the tea. B. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like tomatoes either, so just lettuce, please. I don't like tomatoes. No. I love tomatoes. 
I don't like lettuce or tomatoes on my sandwiches. We literally could sing you say tomato, I say tomato as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you're the person that says tomato. There we go. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a southern Englishman, we say tomato. You're the one they wrote the song about. Exactly. <laughs> there's not there's not many of us in the world that say that. Yeah. Northern English people and the Scots all say Well, some Scots say tomato actually. It does kind of depend. Do you say potato? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) That would kind of be amazing. Tomato and potato? Yeah. (laughs) So what kind of sandwiches do you eat? Um, We have... uh, I'm not sure if it's a thing over in North America, but we have a company called Quorn. Q-U-O-R-N, which makes like fake meat stuff. Oh, okay. made 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 out of like processed protein... It's basically grown in big vats. It's a stuff called mycoprotein. So it's it's kind of this fermented blob. It's kind of like tofu, but slightly different. And it can be made to look and somewhat slightly taste like, apparently, chicken and things like that. So you can get like slices of that for sandwiches. So I can have a chicken and whatever sandwich just with fake chicken instead of real chicken. Like mock chicken. Yeah. I mean, that's a it, thing in the States, mock chicken. Yeah, yeah, we have mock duck over here, which is fucking awesome and delicious for um, like stir fries and stuff like that. And I have, we have ham, we have a turkey slice type stuff, we have chicken slices. Um, what else do we have? You can even do like versions of like a scotch egg. Do you have guys have scotch eggs over there? No. What's a scotch egg? It's a, it's a like a hard boiled egg in the middle with a layer of. It's supposed to be pork, a layer of like pork and jelly. And I literally mean jelly here as in gelatin jelly, jello. And then like a, it's kind of deep fried, so it's got a layer of batter around the edge as well. It's the most Scottish thing you can possibly think. <laughs> it, it sounds it, pretty gross. It's egg covered in meat, <laughs> covered in batter, which doesn't get... If, if they can fry something, the Scots will fry something. <laughs> and, I, and I love... I salute you, Scotland, for your <laughs> frying capability. The fried Mars bar is a thing there. Yeah, it's a thing in the southern states too. It's amazing. It's it's the quickest way to a heart attack, but it's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, it's got they do vegetarian scotch eggs and stuff as well, which I fucking love because I love eggs. Um, which oddly enough, something I've only recently started eating in you the can't last. Eat eggs? Few, I can eat eggs. No, that's murder. It's totally not though. Yeah, that's murder because no. they were going to be little baby animals. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> That's totally not. You sounded like a chicken pro-lifer or something. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm so not a pro-lifer. <laughs> Phew, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> like, well, now you mentioned it. I am a pro-lifer, Jack. I was like, oh, God, we're about to get into I some shit right now. I go protest outside abortion clinics and everything. No, I'm complete, complete opposite. I've made, like, videos and stuff <laughs> for pro-choice rights. So we, we've just lost all of our pro-life listeners then. Well, I don't want them listening to my podcast anyways. Well, there we go. Fuck you, pro life <laughs> Exactly. Fuck you, Westboro New Baptist Church and all that lot. <laughs> Crazy people. So, anyway, I do yeah. eat a lot of just, just, just <laughs> like I said, I, I have one filling at a time often. So I will have just peanut butter sandwiches. I fucking love just peanut butter sandwiches and just jam sandwiches, actually. Yeah, I've done that. I just had like jam on toast and stuff. No, not not toast in in a sandwich. Yeah, I've done that too. Okay, good, good. 
Um, I'll make a sandwich out of almost anything, though. So that's a good point. Yeah, we've already learned this. <laughs> your, I feel like you should be schooling me on your sandwich <laughs> Sandwiches. skills. Sandwiches. A lot of mine is meat. Like we'll make BLTs, and I'll just have bacon, just bacon, and then like <laughs> we go visit like. So, my so when I get a BLT, it's hold the B and hold the T. Yeah. When you get one, it's hold the L and the T. Yeah. We could like split one. Exactly. And you I, could I have, have the, the lettuce and tomato, and I'll have the you bacon. Have... There you go. Perfect. <laughs> but we go and like visit my mother-in-law and stuff, and it was, it's always like a big thing for them for some reason. We're like, oh, we're gonna have BLTs one day, and there's this big process of making like BLTs, and then they'd get all mad because I just wanted bacon, and I'm like, how does it hurt you that I just want bacon? I don't understand why it's something to get upset over. Same as like I go to Subway, fucking they always try and put lettuce on my sandwich, and I'm like, no. I don't want lettuce. <laughs> and they'll like automatically put it on. They'll be like, lettuce? And no, pick it off. Give me the friggin' meat and cheese. I don't want your fucking lettuce. Always go to friggin' A&W. I have to get burgers, hold the tomato. I don't like raw tomatoes, but I like spaghetti sauce and ketchup. But I don't like tomatoes that aren't cooked. <laughs> so I always have to get them like not on my burger. Or I just my give up and pick them off. <laughs> Oddly enough, my mum feels the same way. She hates like pips in things, the little slimy seeds. She yeah. can't can't be dealing with that. So, yeah, she doesn't eat raw, or even like if even if it comes with like a fried breakfast, she can't be dealing with like a fried on, uh, onion, woman to uh, tomato or anything like that. She just can't do it. Yeah, I, I just don't. I've started to kind of like try and eat them a little bit more, like raw tomatoes and that. But I'm just not a big fan of them. And it's funny how, like, even at, like, Subway, they get, like, angry because I don't want lettuce on my sandwich. I'm like, it's, I'm, well, how is it a thing where you should get pissed off about it? Is it is it different? Like, you, we re- you can request what to have. Yeah. They just That's... automatically try and put it on. Right at the beginning, really? I'll be like, no lettuce. And then they, like, give me, like, a dirty look because I don't want lettuce. Really? Yeah. We, uh, they just sort of stand and stare blankly at us until we <laughs> tell them what they want. <laughs> Well, I last... would like I would like lettuce, peppers, sweet corn, and barbecue sauce, please, and extra onions, and then they do it. Well, I've never had them try and put stuff on without me asking. They've like I've had them straight up put lettuce on there, and then like what? be like, oh, what do you want? I'm like, well, not lettuce, so pick it off. What the fuck? <laughs> and I'll make them pick it off, or they'll be like, what do you want, lettuce? And no, no, tomatoes, no. <laughs> I want cucumbers is... and pickles that and onions. That is bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, they like force, and it's I don't know why it's a thing. Like I've, they'll sit there and they'll get pissed. Why you're you're not giving me something? It's saving you money. <laughs> it's saving the lettuce for the next person. Don't put fucking lettuce on my sandwich. I think it's because it's filler, and they would rather fill it up with it or something. I don't know. It's strange. It's really strange. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, well, I like Subway because I like sandwiches. I like sandwiches in general. Can you can you handle a foot long, Mandy? Yeah, I I can handle a foot long. <laughs> I don't like Quiznos that much. I don't know if you have Quiznos I have Subway there. No idea what that is. It's it's kind of like Subway, but they're I don't know. There's their sandwiches aren't the same. They're like not quite. I think they're like ten inches maybe, and they're like a weird different kind of bun. And it's uh, not two, like two inches makes all the difference, man. Yeah, you need the two you. inches. <laughs> and it's not like how Subway where you go and order and then you like, you know, kind of move down the line and pick all your stuff. It's 
they have like the toaster in the middle. So it's like facing you where like Subway would have their vegetables and then you kind of go to the end and they turn their backs to you to put shit on. But that I don't sounds know. pretty shady. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't really like it and I don't like their different kind of sandwiches. Same as we have um, Mr. Sub. And I don't know if that's just a Canadian thing either. But they're kind of like if they're like the knockoff Subway <laughs> when you get no name brand pop at the store. <laughs> that's what Mr. Sub seems like because their buns are more like they're skinny. And long so they're strange that way too and they just have like weird other toppings like it just seems all they have is like peppers <laughs> like hot peppers it seems that's all they have that is oh. weird i prefer subway and it's funny too because like my husband was subway he used to only eat the white bread at subway and i've had to go to like two or three subways before <laughs> to get white bread for him but now he'll eat like cheese and the other ones finally that is really weird <laughs> and it's it's kind of gross to me at subway too that you can get like a foot-long egg salad sandwich because i think that's way too much egg salad yeah but what's <laughs> what's egg salad what's egg salad <laughs> am, am i just i think i'm just ignorant here it's fine i don't think uh, it's an english thing do you know what potato salad is is it potato salad but with eggs instead Basically, yeah. That's what I guessed it was. I <laughs> yeah, you chop up eggs and you mix it with like, I think it's got like, like mayonnaise and like paprika in it maybe for the dressing. Um, but yeah, it's basically just chopped up eggs. Sometimes there's like onions in it. But yeah, essentially yeah. potato I, salad I have eggs. had that before, yeah. But that you can get it on foot-long sandwiches. Like that's way too up. much egg salad, yeah. And I'm like, that's a lot of eggs. So same with the tuna. That's so that would be that must be like multiple eggs worth of egg salad. It's probably like equivalent of eating a dozen like, eggs minimum yeah, on exactly. the one sandwich. Like an an entire box of eggs just mm-hmm. between bread, basically. Yep, be put between twelve inches of bread. Mm. <laughs> well, the tuna ones are weird too because that's a lot of tuna. If you get a foot long tuna nice. sub, that's a lot. I mean, we. If you're going there, then isn't it a lot of anything you put in there? Yeah, but the meat. If it's not a lot of egg salad and it's a lot of tuna, then it's also a lot of lettuce and it's also a lot of tomato and it's also a lot of literally anything because it's a fucking foot long sandwich, dude. Yeah, but with like the <laughs> the egg salad and tuna, they scoop it up with like ice cream scoops, so it's like six or eight maybe ice cream scoops on the on the bread. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like that's how much egg salad or tuna it is on a foot long. And then now they have lobster <laughs> for like the special for the how summer. How fancy are your sandwiches, Jesus? <laughs> I think it's like imitation lobster though. I think it's like when you like, get like the vegetarian fake crab. lobster. Yeah, or like the fake crab or it's just like white fish that's dyed pink. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I'm crab like, meat, I promise. Odd. Totally enough, the um, town I grew up in is renowned for having amazing crabs. It's like nationally renowned for its amazing crabs. So if any of you guys ever come to Norfolk in England, go to Chroma, try some Chroma crabs. <laughs> Chroma <They> crabs. <laughs> Chroma crabs. They are renowned as some of the best in the country. So, yeah, there's a little endorsement for one of my <laughs> hometowns. Yeah, so I mean, Still, you I'm... get Shady Lobster from Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Shady Lobster is quite a good band name, to be fair. <laughs> well, it's the same thing like when McDonald's has their 
they have like shrimp wraps now. I'm like, I don't know if I want to get shrimp from McDonald's. I don't want to get anything from McDonald's. I don't trust McDonald's. <laughs> like their their vegetarian wrap thing at the moment is actually surprisingly good, and it's and it's recently been made vegetarian because they used to fry it in the the meat juices or whatever. <laughs> it recently got the seal of approval wow. from the vegetarian society, but um, I just don't go there out of principle of like they're kind of evil, and I yeah. don't. I, I I try to, you know vote with my wallet kind of thing <laughs> i try and support things i think need supporting and tell bigger unpleasant companies to go fuck themselves i'm happy to go to big companies if they're ethical and you know do good good things yeah and make good products but fuck places like like play companies like walmart and fucking mcdonald's and those giant international power hungry super corporations <laughs> I'm sounding yep. super left wing, I know. I went there, I hadn't been in like a few years, we hadn't really eaten fast food other than Subway in several years, and I went to McDonald's one day, I'm like, I'm going to have McDonald's, I haven't had it forever, and then like instantly an hour later, I regretted it because I wanted to die. <laughs> My body's just like, no, the grease! <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're dying! <laughs> it's crazy when you go through periods, uh, I, I went through a healthy eating phase and then had a Domino's pizza, <laughs> and it it just basically killed me and yeah. left me in the bathroom for the entire next day. Yeah, just feeling terrible about myself and my own decisions. <laughs> That's what it was you... like with the McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was eating it. I'm like, oh, it's so greasy. And it tastes so good. And then I got home and I was tastes... like, what have I done? <laughs> tastes so good at the time. And then you realize this <laughs> is probably not fit for human consumption. This is quite fucked up. Yeah. Well, there was some video online recently of. Um, Walmart brand ice cream sandwiches that didn't oh, melt. Oh yeah, it didn't. It just oozes clear liquid. Yeah, so that's just, kind of disturbing. It, it just sits there and just oozes clear liquid. Yeah, well, same Whereas as not, like uh, McDonald's French fries; they don't decompose. Yes, they. There's that um, time lapse video of a McDonald's burger, like a Big Mac. Yeah, and it's just sat there for like three weeks. Yeah, looks the same. Not nothing happens at all. Yeah, so it's you're crazy. like. How is that food? I don't think that's food. <laughs> it's just some kind of it's like non, chemical mix. Are we allowed to eat like non-biodegradable stuff? Yeah. Shouldn't food, by its very definition, be biodegradable. Exactly. You'd you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yep. <laughs> so what other so kind think... of sandwiches? Oh my god! I was about to say I think <laughs> we covered the topic of sandwiches. No, never. <laughs> More sandwiches. Do you? Is Vegemite just an Australian thing? We have a thing called Marmite, which Marmite. Is, the, is the English oh, version. Because there was that Mr. Bean episode. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> well he, done, Mandy. Yes, there is. Where he ran out of it. Yep. And he, he had to, like, I think he just put molasses on a stick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Marmite, there's a weird sort of phrase. There was a uh, an advert, that campaign, I suppose you'd call it, that happened a lot. You, you either love it or hate it is the, the tagline for Marmite. And it's become so synonymous with that tagline that people kind of use Marmite to describe things that you love or hate. <laughs> so you'd say like, oh, I don't know, Mandy's podcast, it's it's totally Marmite. You either love it or you hate <laughs> it. It's crazy. It's really weird. But yeah, Marmite is awesome. Um, what is Marmite? Black I, I don't. I don't really... It's a, it's a yeast-based spread. It's like, yeah, it's black. It's really thick, like really thick. 
almost unspreadably thick sometimes. <laughs> and um, there is few things better than thick cheddar, like mature cheddar, and Marmite sandwiches. That is, oddly enough, that is my mum's favourite sandwich. And um, she was in the, the hospital a few years ago, really quite badly ill. And she didn't eat solid food for weeks and weeks. And the first solid thing she requested, she was like, oh, okay, you, you're, you're back. Like, what What do you want to eat? We'll get you anything, anything you want. We'll go out and we'll go to a restaurant. We'll go and get it. What do you want? She's like, cheese and Marmite sandwiches. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's kind of, I, I seem to have inherited her love for that. And it is absolutely awesome. It's really quite savory. Like the, the defining flavor is kind of salty and, and really savory and it really complements like a really strong cheese flavor really well Weird. So that's a that's an excellent coming from you fucking <laughs> peanut, bu- peanut butter and pickles girl yeah it's good. that's fucked up cheese and marmite's normal dude <laughs> peanut butter and pickles i can't even okay, say I, it's like a canadian thing because it's really just me and my one friend <laughs> i will try peanut butter and pickles if you try a cheese and whatever the canadian equivalent of marmite is see i don't even know what that would be like just molasses <laughs> like a, a, a version of vegemite whatever it is we don't have that oh actually i'm well, there must be something yeah i think there actually is a store here that sells british stuff um because i've seen the candy there but i don't think i've seen marmite or vegemite or any of that <laughs> what kind of british sweets and candy do they sell um they have the was it Cadbury? Oh yeah, the purple the, the, wrapper ones. The the super sweet chocolate. Yeah, because we have Cadbury here, but these are like I guess special British ones or whatever. Because it's like imported from England on a big sign above it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like not really because we have those here. Is that like your dodgy border shop thing you were telling me about the other day? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so they have those, um, and they're they're supposed to have like other imported stuff they have a lot of like um they have like jamaican pop which is just weird jamaican pop <laughs> and like um italian stuff uh orangina like italian oh yeah soda. i like orangina we have orangina here so they started having more of that but i don't think i could find vegemite or marmite you have to ask for some marmite i think yeah <laughs> you can get some british cheese as well proper cheddar like actual from cheddar cheddar we have, we have uh, what, what, kind, what kind of cheeses do you guys have over there? Because I noticed most of our cheeses here are English cheeses. Well, like we have cheddar. Cheddar. Is, cheddar is a place in England. <laughs> and like Wensleydale is a place in England. And Stilton is Ugh. British, I think. You're not a blue cheese fan? No. It tastes like bile. Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is kind of rotting. So <laughs> kind of makes sense. Definitely not a blue cheese fan. Um, we have cheddar. And we have mozzarella, and it's just, like, typical, like, company processed and plastic stuff. But actually, where I live, we have a cheese farm, and they make Gouda. Oh, Gouda's good. Out on the cheese farm in the town that I live in. So you can get nice. fresh Gouda from there, and you can get um, cheese curds from them, too. Nice. So we have those um, here. So do you guys eat cheese sandwiches? Is that a common thing, to, like, slice some, sandwiches. slice some cheese and put it in between bits of bread? I do that, but as we've established, my tastes you, are unusual. You put, you put literally anything between <laughs> two pieces of bread. Pretty much. My dad went to New York maybe around about maybe 2002, 2001, maybe, something like that, maybe 
15, 10 years ago, something like that. And he tried to, he's also vegetarian. That's why I'm vegetarian. So he was trying to have a cup of tea and a cheese sandwich <laughs> at a like New York bistro place, kind of American diner style. And he, he wanted butter on his sandwich, so not margarine, and, and just slices of cheese and a cup of tea. And they freaked out. See, and you'd think like New York because it's New York and it's more of like an international city. Yeah, it'll be more Fine. multicultural and stuff. Like it's Apparently. not Detroit, you know? <laughs> exactly. You'd assume that they would ha- understand like a what seeming, seemingly is a simple request. Yeah. Apparently the, the response was, this motherfucker wants butter. <laughs> motherfucker wants butter on his sandwich, man. And then the, he's like shouting to the chef behind him. This is the guy at the counter. Just like shouting, this motherfucker, mother, he's trying to get cheese and butter in a motherfucking sandwich. And he's just like shouting across the entire restaurant. <laughs> like blew and, their minds. And my dad's just kind of stood there like, yeah, is that a weird request? Like That's the most common thing possible in England. <laughs> and trying to get just a cup of tea is basically impossible as well. Yeah, see, I, I wouldn't think it would be too bad. I mean, we have a lot of tea here, and Tim Hortons makes a big deal about steep tea. Like, they have a big promotion, you can get special steep tea and whatever. What the hell is that? Um, it's basically they take the tea bag out for you. What? Instead of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? They let it steep. What kind of like, weird think, service is that? I think they, like, actually, like, make, like, a pot of tea, and then... Like where it's had like the tea bags and everything steeping it, and then they just pour it into a cup and give you that. So it's not like an individual cup with a tea bag in it. You can get like a cup with a tea bag in it too, but you can get steep tea where they've already taken the bag out. So special tea is it brewed in a teapot? Yeah. Okay, that's weird. That that's the default. That's the normal. Um, I think actually the normal is probably just with the bag in it. Really? But you can still, you can go and be like, you know, get a large steep tea. And so they would, just have like their whole pot of tea and they just pour a cup of that. I would say if you're having tea at home, obviously you're just going to have bags in cups. But if you're going out somewhere, they almost always serve like a teapot. Yeah, that seems yeah. like what they do here too. My husband, when he wants, he gets this big kick in the winter here where he wants tea and he makes me make like a thermos full of tea. So it has like a <laughs> couple tea bags in it and then he just pours it out of the thermos into his cup. He starts getting obsessed with Earl Grey all winter long. Ah, specifically. It's a, it's a classic, classic tea. Yeah, I can't drink orange Pico tea. So like Tetley and all that, it just makes me nauseous. But I can drink Earl Grey. Otherwise, I prefer coffee. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit more of a coffee drinker myself, which is basically blasphemy here <laughs> yeah i i don't know it seems like it's we kind of have a lot of tea but then there's like more coffee too but i can't see a cheese sandwich being a big deal here and it seems like a lot of restaurants do use butter more than margarine i make cheese sandwiches i make cheese toast sandwiches but cheese yeah. toasties where it's at yeah i mean i'll get like sliced cheddar from the deli so it's like the actual slices of real cheese and not slices of processed cheese this fucking that on toast <laughs> american cheese thing you were telling me about before yeah. to- totally blew my mind the cheese slices yeah the americans call it american crazy. cheese but if you are outside of america ah. it's just cheese slices ah that doesn't make any sense because <laughs> they're american is they're american cheese <laughs> exactly freedom cheese but see i don't like 
cheese slices in like sandwiches and stuff because it just tastes overly processed to me. Yeah, totally. I'd rather have like real cheese and get like, you know, just cheddar or Havarti or something from the deli. We have Havarti here too. So we have cheddar, Havarti, mozzarella. You can get like provolone and stuff. You ever heard of Red Leicester? It's kind of an orange cheese. No. That, that's good. It's quite mild, but it's really good. A guy I used to work with at my old job, he was kind of like obsessed with England and thought he was British too. <laughs> and he'd a lot of eat eat a lot of like Stilton and stuff. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy from New Zealand would come in to work with lamb and microwave it up, and so the whole place would stink like lamb and blue cheese, and it was nasty. Sounds, sounds delicious. <laughs> it was gross. <laughs> so should we talk about actual time travel <laughs> yeah yeah we, i think we, we've covered the sandwich part of it let's let's talk about time travel so time travel i try and watch time travel like movies and shows but i'm one of those people like those type of people where i'm like trying to wrap my head around it and i can't just sit there and like take it in as entertainment and not be like well if, if he went back to here and then this is what happens, so it changes the timeline, but they don't say they're changing the timeline. I can't just yeah. like sit there and be like, oh, this is a good movie, because <laughs> that's oh, like always in the back of my head. On that subject, I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Primer? I started to watch it, and then I think like our Netflix had died or something, so I never <laughs> actually finished watching it. That is the most head-fucky time travel movie ever made. I did read this book. I can't remember what it's called offhand. I found it at a yard sale. But it was this dude and he found like a he bought a time travel belt from some friend of his or something. And he kept going back and he could like visit his other me's from other timelines. But then it was something where like because it would start fucking with all the timelines, so like he'd go to another one and it'd be like him if he was a chick and then they ended up having sex and having a baby. And then Sweet. It ended up where at the end, he was just kind of like having a party with all his other me's from different timelines. <laughs> that sounds like a Family Guy episode. Yeah, it was just really bizarre. <laughs> so there was that one. And I just watched Looper a few weeks ago, too. Oh, I love Looper. It, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was okay, but it was another one of those ones with timelines. So then at the end, when he kills himself, so the Bruce Willis doesn't exist, but earlier on when the other guy who'd let him his like older self live like he kind of disappeared slowly so like you know like his fingers would start going or whatever and then he was like trying to get to the door and it was just closed but when joseph gordon levitt killed himself so bruce willis didn't exist he just kind of like blinked out and was gone well if you kill yourself then it's different you can cut bits off that's not killing yourself that 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 kind of makes sense to me. But when the other guy died, like his clothes stayed. Oh, really? Yeah, the, like further, like the beginning when the first guy that was like the older time travel guy came back and he lived, and like his wedding ring fell off and it was just like his wedding ring was like spinning on the ground and his clothes were there. Oh yeah, I do but remember with, that. But with Bruce Willis, he just went pop and was that gone. Makes, clothes you're right. All. That makes no sense. So I, so I was like, well, I don't understand. <laughs> I always think, like, with time travel, where it's, like, it seems like they go one of two ways, right? So you go back, and if you change something, it changes the timeline. Or even just the, the process of you going back changes the timeline. Yeah. But then there's other ones where, no, it's the same timeline. But if it's the same timeline, then when you go back, 
your older self would have remembered your younger self meeting your older self when you went back. That's the question about Back to the Future, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. How how do um his how do Marty's parents not recognize a guy called Marty who recommends to call their son Marty? Yeah. And recognize his face and be like, oh my god. You well, look just like that guy we met back in 1955. And that's the thing, too, like, right, where how how doesn't his dad think that the mom fucked the other dude and that's why the kid looks like him? <laughs> yes. That makes even more sense. Because he'd be George, like... George McFly just gets really fucked up and assumes yeah. she did have sex with Marty or Calvin Klein. Yeah. And, yeah. Because the kid looks exactly like him. Yeah, like, funnily enough. Yeah. But it's him. Grow up to be. It's like that moment. They need like to go on. What was Jer- was Jerry Springer around in eighty five? Um, I don't know. Ma- Might have been maybe. Donahue back then. There we go. Before your time. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to go on Donahue or Springer and yeah. sort that sh- sort that shit out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like the thing, like you think that they'd remember him, right? And I think that like Looper. I think just because it's so recent in my mind, but that kind of it seemed to cover it a little bit with the memories, like how he'd start to get the memories of things that are happening as they're happening, but they're memories to him. Yeah. Bruce Willis would realize what's going on as Joseph Gordon-Levitt does stuff. Yeah. Like he kind of, and it was like a memory to him because it had happened to his younger self, but other movies don't really seem to cover that. I think they just kind of split the timeline. Yeah. There's a, the, the main kind of i say theory that's a loose term theory actually means something that you can prove so this is a hypothesis really yeah um is that it brought like you said when you the act of traveling back in time branches off to a separate timeline and um so the the fact that you actually travel back you cannot you physically cannot get back to where you came from the 1985 that you know you cannot get back to that one because whatever you do, just the sheer fact that you have time traveled yep. has fundamentally changed the universe that you exist in and has branched this new, you are now on like a splinter, an extra branch off of the original timeline. Yeah. And there's, there is a fantastic um, diagram done by, I think it's done by the XKCD guy, um, who's one of my all time favorite web comics. Yeah. If you guys don't know <laughs> XKCD, you need, you need it in your life. It's wonderful. Um, and he's done a different timeline. Like he basically done a diagram of the timelines for each famous time travel movie. So there's like Hot Tub Time Machine, Back to the oh, Future, yeah. The Time Machine, um, and then the final one is Primer, and it's just scribbles. <laughs> he just kind of gives up because Primer is insane. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's really it's really good and really funny. And you see like Looper cross over with itself, and then cross over with itself mm-hmm. again, and then go back around here and do that. And it's really clever. And really well done, but I thought I I think the thing I love about Looper most, I'm just a sucker for really good world building. Yeah, and the whole concept of like the blunderbusses and the the time traveling hitmen and stuff. That's such a cool idea. I kind of let Ryan Johnson off of all the shit that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and Joseph and Gordon I- Levitt's weird face. Oh, that, I didn't <laughs> let him off of that. That's creepy. <laughs> I don't know why they bothered. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they should have just so- made him look like himself. So many other films have so-and-so play a younger version of them mm-hmm. and it just looks the same. They're just the normal people. Yeah. 
Wait, there does there is no need to give him weird prosthetics and stuff. Well, and, and it was make, weird make too, his eyebrows weird. You'd see like the promos, and I'm like, is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Because it looks like him, but it also doesn't look like him. And like, he didn't strange. look he didn't look that much like Bruce Willis. No, uh, they are two quite different looking people, in inherently different looking people. Yeah, it's like it's kind of the equivalent of me transforming into Bruce Willis, just putting weird eyebrows on. Like, just because we're two white men doesn't mean you can make my eyebrows and nose weird and make me look like Bruce Willis. Yeah, it, it was really strange. Like, either go all the way or don't bother. It's like they did it halfway. They could have done like him look like him. They could have done like Tron Legacy style young Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> CGI his face onto. Him. Yeah, CGI clue. Pretty creepy. <laughs> Well, and it's funny with Bruce Willis, too, because he was in 12 Monkeys, which is another fucked up time travel movie. That's a fantastic movie. And they're making a TV show of that. I'm really intrigued to see what, how they're going to do that. Yeah, I heard about that. That's, and apparently weird. Brad Pitt's uh, character is now female in the TV show. Hmm. So that's interesting to add a little bit of uh, diversity, at least. Yeah. There's a, there's a huge thing going on at the moment about, you know, gender bending characters and all that sort of stuff. Swapping them out, and, yeah. And basically what I'm thinking... What I want to say to people is, fuck you, go and watch Battlestar Galactica. They did it like eight years ago, nine years ago. Yeah. And Katie Sackhoff <laughs> is Starbuck. Fuck you. Yeah. She's she's the best Starbuck, much better. And she's awesome. Well, it shouldn't make a difference, too, to the character either. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they could have had a male character play um, Cara Thrace. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. She's, she's a badass, cigar-smoking... <laughs> army boxing <laughs> cool person and that doesn't make a difference what her his or her gender is no and it shouldn't i mean if it's a good character and good story then it shouldn't matter absolutely yeah and uh, you hear a lot of people complaining about like uh, to spin it off into comics slightly thor. the recent yeah <laughs> thor, thor becoming a woman Captain America is going to be taken over by an African American guy. Yeah. So you're going to have like black Captain America, female Thor, um, and people are freaking out. And you just think, well, does it matter really? Who, if it's basically the same? I mean, obviously Sam Wilson, the the new Captain America, is mm-hmm. fundamentally different to Steve Rogers. Yeah. But the whole concept and like values and ethics that those characters hold, especially if they take up the same mantle as that other person, that same identity, then it's basically the same character. Like who, why do people care about whether they, whatever gender they are, Thor is Thor is Thor, whether they're a frog or a woman or a man. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, he has literally been a frog before. So (laughs) where were you fanboys when he was a fucking frog? Yeah, frog was okay, but woman's not. Exactly. We can frog handle makes a frog. Sense. Yeah, we can handle a frog being worthy, but oh god, no, not a woman. Yeah. Somehow that makes sense. Exactly. So back to time travel. Spin it right back. Um, there was actually I don't know if you've ever heard of John Teeter. It was this whole like internet conspiracy type thing. It was like uh-huh. one of those internet things, and it was. Uh-huh. I want to say maybe 10, 15 years ago, but I don't think I found out. I found out about it recently, and it was there was this dude that was on some forum, and I think it was the Anomalies website. It was like Anomalies.net or some weird site, but 
But he said he, like, this guy started his account on a forum and said he was a time traveler and he had, like, come back for some specific IBM computer or something <laughs> that was supposed to, like, that they needed to stop war or something like that. And oh, he was I from, did hear about this guy, yeah. Yeah, from, like, He was posting on forums and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they turned it into, like, a book and I think there was actually, like, a play or something about it, too. But it was, like, another one of those things where he said he came back and then it turned into this whole big, you know, internet thing and people are like oh do we believe him or you know don't we and he like he knew some things like he could answer some questions with things that like came true but then there's other ones obviously that didn't come true so you know they could never really prove whether he was a time traveler or not but I thought that was like another kind of cool time travel thing you know there's always like the people that well in movies you know they come back for something specific or they come back just to come back but like you said some of those things just the act of coming back would change things because you'd remember it if it's the same timeline anyways. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's um, another thing online too is the, it's an animation. It's called the 10th dimension and it goes and explains all the different dimensions. So it starts off with, you know, like first dimension, second, third or whatever. When it gets to like past the time ones. And I think it's like about the fifth or sixth dimension where it just really starts hurting your brain <laughs> trying to sort it out but it's one of those things too where it talks about the time is more like a mobius strip that loops around and, or like the different paths or whatever too and how no one's really proven either way i guess to how time is but there could be like the other dimensions that are in the same space really so with time travel movies it could be they're not going back in time it's just going over a dimension is what that yeah. one kind of gets that too i mean the the show fringe kind of touches on that yeah with the other and dimension there i i love fringe as as silly and stupid and campy as it can be at times <laughs> i love that i love that show and it, that has a really interesting time travel kind of thing with um the whole crossing over to different and meeting your alternate versions of yourself in different dimensions and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then again there comes the question of the branching timeline thing if you go back and kill whoever and you branch off and become a different thing because slight spoilers for fringe if you haven't <laughs> seen it listeners um a, a death of a character occurs in one of the universes that doesn't happen in the other universe and that causes the two universes to be vastly or one of the main characters to be vastly different I'm trying to keep it as vague as possible here with that. Because <laughs> it is the big reveal, basically, early on. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting to see how such small things can have... This is the classic butterfly effect, isn't it, really? That it can fundamentally change an entire dimension or an entire universe. And bring it actually bring it into physics now. The multiple universes, multiple dimensions theory is pretty much probably true and is not quite quantifiable yet but pretty much um the is there uh, i can't remember what it's called it's the something an everett equation um the theory that posits the multiple universes um it is funny enough the physicist who came up with it where the name everett comes from he is the father of Mark Everett, the guy who was the in Eels, the band Eels, or E from Eels. Oh, yeah. 
uh, his dad was a quantum physicist, one of the leading quantum physicists in like the twenties and thirties. And the, I can't remember what it's called. I'm trying to think now. I'm going to try and quickly search for it. <laughs> it's Everett and something, uh, Everett Wheeler model of quantum physics. That's it. It's also known as multiple worlds interpretation. And the fact that it's the, the quantum thing, the classic thing with, I'm sure you've all heard of Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, and that a a box with a cat, with a um, a, like a radioactive su- substance that like intermittently lets off radioactive decay particles, and it may or may not have killed the cat, and you don't know if the cat is alive or dead until you open up the box and find out, and you actually opening the box itself brings in. Um, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle of the fact that you observing something fundamentally changes the experiment itself. Yeah, because it's so, either alive or dead and it's not either one until you look at it. Exactly. <laughs> and there are a lot of particles in our universe, in the actual physical universe, that adhere to the quantum laws of physics. There's a whole different section of physics called quantum mechanics and it's dedicated to these weird including light which is simultaneously a particle and a wave depending on how you look at it which makes no sense but that's how it works <laughs> um and yeah so the the act of looking and finding it dead or looking and finding it live kind of branches off into all possible histories all possible futures kind of thing yeah and that is like the fundamental kind of groundwork, like foundation of the many worlds interpretation, which is ever, and that's kind of where fringe kind of really sets itself up. And then you've got the the time traveling elements as well, which is another spoiler, so I won't get into <laughs> that. But there is full on crazy time travels, guys from the future coming back and doing all crazy shit. So yeah, it's it's a really interesting idea that there is infinite possibilities and um there's a fantastic book i think it's called elvis is still alive or something like that <laughs> and, it, and it addresses this whole concept of if there is infinite universes and infinite possibilities some somehow some way elvis is alive in some other universe he didn't die on that toilet <laughs> he, is, he is still alive somewhere there is the the guy in Men in Black 3 that was like the last of his kind and he could see all universes or possible timelines at once. I don't know if you saw Men in Black 3. I have not, no. <laughs> but there was like this one guy and he was like the last of his kind of this kind of race or whatever. And he kind of was like like an observer watcher type and he would just be standing there and he could see all possible timelines that like occurred in that spot at once and he never knew which one he was in until like something happened. So it'd be like, you know, oh, well, if I like grab my plate or the, my plate doesn't fall, then we're in this timeline. Whereas like if, you know, the piece of cheese breaks in half, then it's actually like this timeline kind of thing. And it was like little things like that, but their kind could see like all possible timelines and dimensions or whatever, like all at once. So he was just constantly like just watching, trying to figure out, you know, what was going to happen based on, the other like previous little events that may have happened so he knew which timeline he was in <laughs> it was it was bizarre they like went to um 
in one part that's not really spoilery, but it was like they went to um or he was in a baseball stadium watching and it was like he could watch the baseball game even though it was like nighttime. He was watching the baseball game from like years ago because it happened in the same spot in a different timeline or something that's, like that. That's quite cool. Yeah. So it was like, you know, something like that where it was someone that could see all the timelines or dimensions or whatever that had happened at that spot in the same time kind of thing. I mean that it's a silly comparison, but there's those photos that people have like take it on Omaha Beach in France. Yeah. And it's the storming on um D Day in World War Two and it's like black and white photo, like a Polaroid somebody's holding up of the 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 British and Allied forces storming the beach over the top of modern day Omaha yeah. Beach and you have like um I think it's I stood outside like the Eiffel Tower and it's hit they superimpose Hitler where he was standing and then there's like a couple hugging and kissing next to him. Yeah. Those are and cool. They are really cool. Yeah, they've gotten a bit cheesy. They're very sort of Instagrammy and hipstery <laughs> and tum- tumblery. But uh they are really cool and I love the idea that like so many places have so much history kind of built into them. Yeah. Almost almost literally built into them and you can stand on the same spot that so and so did 50 years ago and he did this thing and he changed the world by you know, this is the spot where Hitler decided to go to war or decided yeah. to invade Poland or whatever. And you can stand on that spot and kind of get an idea of what amazing and equally horrific and terrible people have done throughout history just by seeing the things that they saw and being where they have been. I think that's why like, I always just wanted to go to like England and Europe and all that just from the history and like all the architecture and everything too and just all the really old stuff because you don't get we, that in canada <laughs> we have we have so much old stuff here man so much old stuff like the the cottage i grew up in is like 800 years old yeah see we, Super we have old. like well where i live in thunder bay we have um it's called fort william historical park and it's like an old fur trade fort so it's where like these the pioneers or whatever would come and there's like you know the people that worked the land and then the fur traders and then there's like all the the gentlemen that were the, like the british ones and you know <laughs> they have like all their proper clothes on and then they have like the natives and they're building like the tps and stuff on the site so you can kind of go there and it's back to like the 1800s or whatever it was for the fur trade so we have that here but other than that there's not really like old old stuff and i think that's why mm. i always wanted to just go over there <laughs> to see the old stuff yeah, that'd I, be I, cool. <laughs> my the cottage that I just mentioned, my parents still live in that to this day, and it's right next to a church. It's called Church Cottage, appropriately enough. <laughs> and the church is over a thousand years old. Wow! It it's before like a, a monumental thing in Britain is the 1066, which is the Battle of Hastings, and it's the uh, the Normans, the the French uh, group of people called the Normans. They invaded Britain and took over and killed our king, shot him through the eye with an arrow and it's all um it's like documented on a thing called the Bayeux tapestry which is a thing in france and it's this amazing huge tapestry piece of artwork that stretches across this entire room it's like meters and meters long wow and uh this whole like battle and the norman conquest of england is kind of documented on this giant tapestry and i've been to Bayeux and seen it and it's really amazing actually seeing you see um king harold who was our king at the time being shot through the eye and somebody's like sat there and sewn that in (laughs) (laughs) it's insane and um yeah that was 1066 and that is like a big 
important date in English history to us. And this church predates that. It's wow. a it's a pre Norman church, which is pretty a pretty big deal. And uh, we have a lot of Norman stuff around here in the east because obviously they came from France, so they hit the east first. Yeah. So here in in Norwich and in Norfolk and East Anglia, which is kind of the the greater area around here, um, there's a lot of Norman architecture and there's a lot of it was the Saxons versus the Normans and there's still a lot of Saxon stuff here as well. I think that is a Saxon church where my my parents live, so that yeah it's well over a thousand years old. It's crazy. And uh, where I went to university in Nottingham, there's the supposedly the oldest pub in England. <laughs> Um, called um, the Little Trip to Jerusalem, because and British is, pubs have like ridiculous names. <laughs> they have ridiculous <laughs> names, and it's built. It's literally built into the side of Nottingham Castle, like it's literally in the wall in the side of it, and it's so small. Like the, I'm six foot two. I'm about 100. What's that? 187, 187, something like that meters. Um, and I have the duck through literally every doorway because <laughs> it's just so insanely old. And yeah, I think it's from like 1125 or something insane. Wow. It's pretty amazing. And it's I seem to live in places with a lot of history. <laughs> See, all the stuff we have here is probably like maybe 200 years, if that, because it's just when you guys came over here. <laughs> That's all we have. <laughs> and it's it's just awesome to me that Nottingham. I just like hearing about Nottingham. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um the the sign outside Nottingham <laughs> is awesome, yeah. Um it's like everybody thinks of like Robin Hood and everybody's seen Robin Hood. You know, yeah. the, the, the sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. Everybody thinks of uh, Al- Alan Rickman. Um the uh it, it claims to be built in 1189. Apparently, so that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just uh, I can't even imagine stuff that old. Like I said, well, my house is about 100 years old, and that's like old for the city. Like most houses here, are 50 <laughs> years old at the most. So, and the the forts, like I think I said it was from the 1800s, whenever the fur trade was. So whenever that is, but <laughs> that's that's about all we have here. That's old. That was the first half of my conversation with Jack. Um, I'm going to be cutting this in two because it ran a little bit long as conversations with Jack usually tend to do. First half done for you. Um, be sure to follow Jack um, pretty much anywhere online at JLW Chambers on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, check him out at Intercomics Pod. And be sure to come back next time for part two with some more exciting time travel theories um and we kind of get into some other weird strange stuff so come on back